Hello, hello, hi, hello, welcome to Right Where You Are. This is the second episode of the second season. Season two is themed Learn a Human. This is the vibe of my life right now. This is the theme of my life. I am a learner human. I have, after a very long time of procrastinating it, I have finally published my blog called the learner human blog you can check that out it's just yeah i'll leave the link in the description box thing thing show notes thing thing below or you can just go onto your web browser and type in learnerhuman.com as i am saying it learnerhuman.com let me know what you think yes my name is kaniza by the way, <laughs> after all that speaking, my name is Kainisa. If we have not yet met, it is a pleasure to meet you. It is a pleasure to be here with you, to be doing this together. Thank you for being right where you are with me, right where I am on this podcast where we explore really that is the point of this podcast that is my thing that is my vibe i like the word vibe today that is my vibe that is what i do i explore and i ask questions and on this podcast we ask questions and then sometimes we realize that the questions we ask have multiple answers a lot of the time these answers seem to contradict each other but all these answers are true strange very strange right very strange but in this episode really i wanted to talk about firstly the fact that i was very nervous about putting out the previous episode the first episode of this season which i had titled earth is spinning and the humans are dizzy if you haven't listened to that maybe you can maybe pause here go check that out or you can like listen to this and then listen to that later save it i don't know I don't know, (laughs) but just a quick recap, what I spoke about in that episode was about how I really appreciate and can see the fact that a lot of human life generally cannot exist without an understanding of sorts of the social political that we because as humans we are social beings we do not live in silos everything about our lives is connected to the larger social political realm right and so really what i spoke about was the fact that on a singular and individual level we create our own realities right we are the creators of reality but at the same time on a bigger level on a political a global social communal level on a societal level we are also the creators of reality we are collectively creating our collective reality right got that that was the main thing in that episode And really, I was talking about how in order to become aware of the reality that we create and in order to 
um, how do I say, in order to create reality in the way that we want to create it, we need to take some form of responsibility. We need to look at this reality and ask ourselves, how do I create this? How am I contributing to the creation of this as a reality, right? Great stuff. Here's the thing, though. I was genuinely nervous about putting that episode out why was i nervous because every single thing i said in that entire 40 minutes of rambling kind of (laughs) everything i said can be argued against every single thing i said that yes i genuinely believe that everything i said is true i believe it to be true we are the creators of response of reality and i mixed it up there we are the creators of reality and we can take responsibility for the fact that we create reality by the way sorry just a little side note over here this episode is very spontaneous this episode is being recorded from my phone i am so sorry if you are a if you're binging this podcast and you're listening all the way from season one till now because the sound changes every single time definitely because i record right where i am and i've changed location so many times but right now this was like the first time i was just like oh idea let's record so sorry about that i do hope that the content and the message that i am sharing is worthwhile anyway okay where was i with that I was, oh, yes, that every single thing that I said in that episode, as much as I believe it to be true, the exact opposite also is true, right? And really, as much as I was saying we are the creators of reality, we are responsible, there is an element of reality where we aren't responsible, right in order to illustrate this i think i'd like to play for you a video by the digital creator and writer and podcaster her name is ayanda she goes by the name i understood and she has a video where she says literally the opposite of what i had said in episode one seeing this viral idea that sounds nice but is completely not true that you create your own reality and the question is who is you like this is an idea that is clearly coming from such a like western white cis male perspective around like people who truly the only obstacle to living in the reality they want to live in is not actually society and all the structures but their imagination just like imagine a new reality and like you can live in that reality like no there are so many systemic factors that are imposing on our existence that are creating the reality that we we all live in anti-blackness white supremacy patriarchy ableism colorism homophobia like would any of us choose this like mass loneliness imposed on people who are made to work meaningless jobs to survive in a climate collapsing hell like this and this is crazy right it is a bit crazy that this one thing is true and the very opposite thing is also true right and really what i want to do here because i brought in a little bit of magic the conversation of reality creation is a very weird and woo woo and almost uh mystical conversation and i did speak on some principles of magic in that episode so i want to do the same thing today and introduce a new principle in magic right i want to introduce 
to you some principles from a branch in the occult known as hermeticism right hermeticism if you do not know is a branch of the occult really followers of hermes hermes trismegistus is the greek god who was taken or named after or inspired something something like that but that the greek god hermes trismegistus comes from the egyptian god toth right if you are into roman mythology or astrology then you would know this god as the god or the planet mercury right and so in hermeticism the bible so to speak the holy book of hermeticism is the kabbalion in the kabbalion hermes trismegistus presents seven principles known to be the principles of the universe known to be axioms of the universe right and in the previous episode i mentioned not i mentioned one and the other one was kind of implied it was implicitly said so the first one the one i implied is the principle of mind because i spoke of the fact that we are creators of reality and i spoke of how before reality is manifest in this outside world before we can perceive it and experience it in the outside world it exists in our minds it is imagined we create reality in our minds we imagine it before it is real this makes me think of the words by the historian professor Yuval Noah Harari he said this in the book sapiens he said how do you cause how does he say it oh yeah how do you cause people to believe in an imagined order such as christianity democracy or capitalism first you never admit that the order is imagined right and i'm bringing this up as a uh not really as a premise for what i am saying but really just to say that reality begins in the imagination because a lot of the systems and paradigms we live under sure maybe they weren't imagined originally by us perhaps many of these have existed for centuries and they were originally created and imagined by our predecessors right i get that but for the fact that they still exist now and the fact that we are still living under these paradigms and under these systems under these imaginations of reality it means that we continue to imagine these things as reality so that is the first principle of hermeticism the principle of mind of mentalism the second principle this one i had said explicitly is the principle of correspondence the notion of as within so without as above so below so on and so on right and i brought this up really to say that reality on the outside as we see it and experience it 
it's not there just because it is not a coincidence that it is there reality as we see and perceive and experience it on the outside the so-called outside is a reflection of our inner realities and i can speak of this sure on an individual level where my inner reality my singular mind body experience that is a reality inside of me my own psyche my own consciousness is creating the reality that i see and experience outside of me and this sure is an individual thing that i can speak about for me or for one person right but in the previous episode really i was speaking about this as a general thing as a common thing and a collective thing where we can look at the outside reality and ask ourselves what does this say about our internal reality for example i can look at perhaps a system like capitalism and then i can look inside myself and ask hmm okay what does this say about me inside me right what does this say what does this mean about my internal landscape right okay great stuff now i want to introduce to you the third principle and this is the principle that i've actually already spoken about in this episode already but this is a principle known as the principle of polarity the principle of polarity really is this idea that everything has its opposites everything is dual everything has its its i don't know if there's another word dual opposite it's polar opposite right that cold and hot we think that they aren't the same in the same way that i said that we think that inside and outside are not the same because we experience reality in that way i think that my internal reality is separate from my external reality right those are opposites but those opposites are just two ends on the same stick so this is the principle of polarity where yes this thing is true but yes its opposite is also true and yes they are both true they are both just two ends of the same stick right and so this is kind of why i was nervous about putting out episode 1 because i said everything that i said and i was like whoa but the exact opposite is also definitely true right the exact opposite also makes a whole lot of sense right and like in that video that i played for you by ayanda everything that ayanda says is definitely 1000% 100% true right and i think many of these exist but i think that this is a very interesting paradox right where both truths are true but all truths are but half truths right where these paradoxes seem like they cannot be reconciled but that's what I'd like to do today to reconcile these paradoxes to bring these two things that are seemingly opposite together and ask how can we hold both these things as true and find ways for both of them to work for us okay 
before anything really i'd like to talk about the downsides of each end of each of these truths right so hereafter i will be speaking of these as the truth in episode one and ayanda's truth simply because i used ayanda's video to illustrate the opposite of what i had said in episode one okay so the downside of episode one's truth right where i was saying we are the creators of reality the downside of that is that it can be easily interpreted as bypassing it can easily be interpreted as you know when (laughs) usually uh, sorry i just thought of a funny meme i saw by simply sayo and the meme goes i uh i don't know who needs to hear this but poverty is a state of mind you're not poor no you just have poor mindset because remember you can't spell poverty without p o v (laughs) you're welcome and this is exactly how what i was saying in episode one can sound to some people it can sound like a matter of disregarding the fact that we are as humans live within systems that we are all interconnected in this very complex network of systems and paradigms right it can sound like pretending that humans live in silos and that if someone finds themselves in a less than favorable situation that is all on them and i do think it's very irresponsible to point at an individual and pretend that the situation that they find themselves in is their individual doing as if we do not live within a larger connected network right where i it's like that thing when uh when people say things like people who are poor are poor because they have a uh, a poor mindset something like that right or what is it a, a scarcity mindset <laughs> yes a scarcity mindset and i think something like that on a very big level can be very irresponsible because then we forget to acknowledge the fact that this person who is perhaps in a less than desirable situation finds themselves there because of the larger network of humans and the larger network of systems that we all live and operate under right then the downside of ayanda's truth then would be the fact well what i said in episode one right that sometimes we tend to point at systems and paradigms as if there are these things outside of us and these things that we absolutely have no control over and maybe on a very big level we don't have control over them but we do have a certain level of sovereignty over our own lives we have agency and control over our own lives in some way in one way or another that yes i might be bigly disadvantaged simply because i was born in a certain family where the certain family belongs to a certain marginalized and oppressed 
group within society and that is very true but i think the downside with ayanda's truth is that oftentimes when we look too far outside of ourselves when we point at a thing outside of ourselves just the little asterisks here note again that outside and inside are not separate after all but when we point at a thing as though it is far and it is there far outside of me then i'm giving it control i am giving away my sovereignty i am giving away my ability to hold myself responsible right i'm giving away my ability to act and my agency right so that is the downside with that but i hope you see that these things need to exist together where the downside of the one truth is actually the upside of the other truth where like i said the downside of the truth in episode 1 is that someone might end up causing harm by fully blaming and possibly even shaming someone for where they find themselves and so the truth in ayanda's truth in the second truth is that we can take that truth we can take our awareness of these larger complex networks and systems that we live under we can take that truth in order to have compassion and then the downside with ayanda's truth where now it leaves people at a point where they might not take responsibility for where they find themselves that truth can be counteracted with the first truth where i am taking responsibility but now the second truth helps me be compassionate and these are two things i actually believe cannot exist without one another i also saw this video by another digital creator and creative entrepreneur uh p the fairy p the fairy i know through a circle of people who are into the weird woo woo spiritual stuff about reality creation and consciousness and all that stuff people the likes of Jessa Reed and Raghu Marcus Ramineza the likes you know so i saw this video by P the fairy if you can't muster any morsels of self compassion i don't recommend engaging with my work because my work is contingent on self responsibility and self responsibility without compassion for yourself turns into punishment fast okay and i think the point that p brings up here is a very important point because how do i use this one truth and this other truth and bring them together in order to create reality because if i'm only on the side of we are responsible and that is that full stop then there's another very big part of the truth that i'm missing of truth generally that i'm missing if i am on the side of oh no but these systems are so oppressive and we have no ah, whatever then i'm missing a very big and important part of this other truth 
where if I'm on one side too much, my compassion ends up being a pity party. If I'm on the other side too much, my responsibility and accountability can become punishment. And so the question I'm asking is, how do we hold these truths together? Right. I also just had a conversation with someone because I posted a video on my YouTube. No, well, yes, on my YouTube, but on my Instagram talking about if you have a creative idea and you do not execute it, someone else will. And that is a great thing because it means that whatever work it is that you're doing, whatever message it is that you're sharing, you are not doing it alone that we are all drawing from the pool of creativity and the pool of creativity is infinite and there will always be more ideas but you do not have to drink the whole ocean you do not have to save the whole world we are all in this together thank you and someone commented and said that this is a very valuable truth to hold this is now the truth of understanding that we live within larger and bigger interconnected systems but then there's the other truth, the truth of self-responsibility that also has to be there. Where now this truth that I shared in this video was to say that you don't have to feel a sense of scarcity. You don't have to feel like you have to save the whole world. That we are all in this together, that you are supported, that you are not alone. But at the same time, I could say the opposite. I could say that you are alone. So when you have a creative idea execute it because no one else can execute it the way that you can the fact that that idea is coming to you for a reason that you must execute it or else it will not exist right and that is also true so here it is a matter of that second truth is giving me a sense of of scarcity of oh no i need to act but that is a good thing that is a great thing at the same time this other truth is giving me a sense of abundance that i don't need to fight i don't need to i don't need to hate anyone i don't need to be in competition with the people around me and the people doing what i do right and so it gives me a sense of ease it lets me be compassionate with myself so it is this thing where yes i'm responsible but i'm compassionate and this can exist in many ways another example i can give you here is the example of, uh, for example, a homeless person. If a person who appears even <laughs> to be homeless approaches you in the city, somewhere on the street, someone approaches you, a lot of the time the reaction or the way that one might react is by not speaking to them. Why? Because we are afraid that this person might take our belongings, that this person might take from us, right? So now, if this person takes from me, something that happens in my mind is I'm going to hold this person accountable. They are wrong. Theft is wrong no matter what. That is universal. Theft is wrong. You should not be taking what does not belong to you. You should not be harming another human being, right? And that is true. And at the same time, it is true that this person is in a situation that is bigger than them. A situation that is, well, seemingly bigger than them. A situation they've been put into a corner 
where this feels for them to be the only solution. And so I can look at them as an individual and hold them accountable and say that, yes, they are responsible. And at the same time, I can look at the larger network of things. I can look at capitalism. I can look at all the things somehow connected to capitalism, like white supremacy and patriarchy. I can look at those and ask, how and why is this person in the situation that they are in? And that can help me have compassion for this person while holding them responsible. You know what I'm saying? That these things can exist together and the compassion is not to let people or let ourselves get away with things, no. It's there because we do exist among each other, because we do exist in larger networks and systems. We do. That we, each one teach one, right? Each one teach one. And at the moment, each one is fending for himself. It is survival of the fittest. At the moment, each one teach one to hurt one. That's the first time in my life I ever say that. (laughs) Probably the last. (laughs) But that's kind of where we are. And so I can have compassion for this person. Or if a person harms me, I can look at the larger system and ask, why has this person decided to hurt me? And I can think of, oh, the largest systems that we live in are systems that have disconnected us from our humanity. And so in order for someone to hurt me, it means that they have lost touch with their own humanity. You know, in order to dehumanize me, you must have lost touch with your own humanity. And I see how that has happened because the larger network, the larger system is kind of a broken record repeating the same things in this hurtful screeching noise where it hurts and it's not good but in order to create a new reality in order to move forward to put a new record in that player or uh, with the analogies I used in the previous episode in order to feed the algorithm new information or in order to move to a different level of this game or a different season of the soapy that is reality that is humanity in order to create a new reality We need to reconcile these paradoxes, to hold both these truths, to hold ourselves and each other accountable, and to find it in our hearts to bear witness to our own suffering and to the suffering of others, and to be honest about that. I also, last thing I just want to add, is that I am aware with the video I shared of Ayanda that Ayanda is also aware of these paradoxes. I know that Ayanda said everything that they said and they know that the opposite is also true. I, In the same way that I put out episode one and I knew that I don't have to reconcile every paradox. I don't have to add a billion 
asterisks i don't have to add a billion caveats before i speak or else i would never finish i am aware that ayanda knows of the other truth here because i also saw this video by ayanda once you are able to face the paradox of life, you have faced the truest of wisdoms. Once you can face that life is both short and long, you know what I mean? That you are both unique and literally not unique at all. Once you can look at this contradiction, not as something separate from life, but inherent to it, and you can sit in the funk, in the tension of life and be like, I both am so wise and so knowledgeable and I know nothing. Look at the universe, I know nothing. And I can sit here and be like known for my ideas. I don't have an idea, you know what I mean? And I can sit with that both and, and that is powerful. That is so incredible when you can say, oh my goodness, I have time. I don't have to rush, life is long, but I can also say, oh goodness, I should probably text that person back. Life is short, you know what I mean? Like, wow, imagine just being able to dance and play with life. That to me is the creativity of wisdom, is you're sitting in the both and, in the funk, in the contradiction, okay? Ah! And as people who speak as sharers of ideas in the same way that I did for myself, I do not expect anyone to ever always hold both truths in every single thing that they say. I just do believe that holding different truths in your heart and in your mind and moving through reality in that way really helps us create reality. So I hope that reconciles the paradoxes. I hope that that can help you and that gives you some sort of insight into creating the reality that you want for yourself, into helping all of humanity create a new reality because we are all in this together. I hope that you can hold both those truths but yeah, let's create a new reality. Let's move on to a different season. I really believe that we can. I really believe that we will. And even if it's not in this lifetime, even if we are leaving the work for our descendants, I believe that we can and that we will. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Thank you for being here, <laughs> being there, right where you are. Thank you for holding such complex truths and doing such powerful work of creating reality. I appreciate you and I love you very much. Signing out. Kangisa, aka Learn a Human. <laughs>